you, Sean, for your time and for being part of this. I'm trying to call this as an experiment in order to kind of just be better at the industry and have everybody just on board in order to kind of, okay, what we are doing good and proceed doing it and what we are doing wrong and just stop it, right? So basically that is the point of all these uh, type of uh, recordings, audios, uh, share of all the industry with professionals. And uh, I know that you are a product consultant from Western Canada, from the company 475. So at some point I was thinking, okay, 475, 475, 475. So before we get into specifics, can you give me a little bit of an insight about from where 475 come, is coming? Yeah, this is a great story. So uh, it started off with Flores and Ken in uh, Brooklyn, New York, uh, about eight years ago. And they start off calling themselves the Passive House Supply, but that's a pretty niche, you know, name. And so in the marketing efforts to expand, they, uh, of course, added the high performance building supply that, you know, attracts more people to, to the market. Um, but if you know, uh, Passive House and one of the, um, constraints is you need to get to 15.0 kilowatts per meter squared per year in the heating, um, in the heating uh, demand, well, once you convert that into Imperial, what do you get? 4.75 BTUs per feet squared per year. So uh, if you're kind of a passive house nerd, you get it. And uh, and again, it aligns with, with kind of our core values. So we're targeting the market to move towards high-performance homes uh, and buildings because we're now we're not just talking about single family. We're talking about any building can be high-performance. And, um, at the same point, if you follow the five passos principles, you'll be able to get there. So kind of keeps to the roots of where, where it was founded and uh, Southern Brooklyn. And as you can tell from me, uh, you know, we're across North America with a lot of reps helping out builders and, and architects in the building community move towards a market shift in building better homes and buildings. Awesome. Like, uh, at some point I was wondering, well, I think that is, is something pretty interesting. So that's why I was, okay, that's going to be my first question because I, I know that it's going to be like a certain background that it will wow me. Right. So, and now before we talk about your company, so who is Sean? Yeah. What is, what is your background about if you want to share a little bit about education or from where you're coming from or where did you take, uh, some courses? If you can share that with me, that would be awesome. Yeah. So when I, um, graduated uh, high school, again, I was kind of brought up typical Canadian playing hockey, um, had an opportunity to go to UBC. And at that time, um, uh, was asked from one of the, uh, um, you know, counselors there where I wanted to go. And luckily they, uh, persuaded me to take on a wood products processing program at UBC. So did that for six years, graduated in 2003. And I knew at that point that I had a choice to either go work in a sawmill or get into prefabricated homes. And luckily I was able to get into a prefab company in Richmond at the time was the most automated factory in North America and was able to just work towards that. And along that path, I, you know, developed a passion for sustainable prefab passive homes, um, where I took the, um, designer course in 2014. 
I took the trades person course in 2017. And while I was taking that course, I asked the professor and the team at BCIT if they needed other instructors. Uh, and uh, soon enough, a couple months later, I was uh, one of the instructing team at BCIT and being able to connect the community and other builders about moving things forward. Um, and still doing that, even with COVID, um, the classes have moved online. And so I'll be back in uh, in January to help out the uh, the team doing more in person courses, which is just great because um, again, there's we need to scale this fast and furious, and it's great to work with builders on on some of those basic steps. And one of the reasons I love the Passos community is this kind of open source, um, you know, technology where we're just sharing all of our successes and failures, and it's a very you know, again, because it's the Passos is, is brought in from, from Germany, there's definitely a European flair to how we're all communicating and, and connecting with each other. Um, so yeah, so I've been involved with 475 for the last two years. Before that, um, I was a builder and working towards becoming just a spec Passos builder and, and trying to do or build, you know, three or four Passos projects. 475 is an opportunity to connect with uh, hundreds of builders and, and projects. And um, some of the, the projects I'm involved in are just amazing from full passive house buildings to living building challenge projects, net zero retrofits, a lot of individuals really pushing the, the boundaries of high performance and using 475's products that put clean lines and membranes and tapes, the Gutex with fiber insulation, the Landlock skylights to really push the boundaries of high performance and feel very fortunate to share the tips and, and, and tricks that I've learned, uh, as well as the team at 475 to, to move things forward. So, um, yeah, pretty different career path than most. Um, but really fortunate, excited and happy where I've landed and, and where I'm able to help out the industry. Oh, that's great. That's great because, um, being an, an, in this industry, uh, sometimes I am trying always to find the broken link, right? All of a sudden, you can just, uh, you design something pretty proud about the, what you have accomplished during the design phase and pass it that along. And all of a sudden, you notice that uh, some things, if not like, well... At some point, you can just achieve what uh, was the intent, but uh, sometimes you 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 notice like lack of understanding, right? And from the construction point of view, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that is not what I wanted, uh, or basically the performance is not there. And and again, right? It's not because uh, the contractor doesn't want to do it. But it's the lack of awareness, right, on how to do it right. So that's why it's like, okay, I want to kind of just find the broken link in order to kind of just reconciliate all the different um, elements that uh, will pull together all this um, element that is like the actual project indeed, right? And trying to kind of provide all the needs and all the, the resources that it was, yeah, needed at, that, at some point, right? So... I know that you mentioned something about 475, but uh, if you can talk more about uh, the company. So you're saying that uh, this company is originally from the States, right? Yeah. 
Brooklyn. Yeah. From, from Brooklyn, New York, and really worked hard on that market to help grow. And as you can tell, you know, the Northeast has a kind of roots in energy performance from the 70s. And then you also then have the West Coast from California all the way up to BC and even Alaska uh, that is just trying to move it. And in Vancouver, the city has done an amazing job of, from a city council point of view and the mayor to get behind and, and really push the boundaries of high performance where it's policy. And so Vancouver, New York um, are one of the, you know, the growing cities in North America and so that's why you can see the, the growth here in BC to be pretty substantial. And it's great that, you know, it's now crossed over the Rockies and, and spilling into not only uh, Alberta and the Rockies and, and definitely into Manitoba uh, and Saskatchewan as well. And great that, uh, you know, we talk about, you know, Passivo's roots, that 1977 Herald Orr built the Saskatchewan house. And, and so the Passivo's has some Canadian roots and it's pretty exciting to see uh, you know, to see it finally spread across Canada. So you already burned all my following questions. So <laughs> <laughs> no worries. We, we can easily go back and, and hit on those. No, no. <laughs> so yeah, basically the, one of my next question was like, I understand that, uh, now that you're saying like New York, for example, in the States, right? I know that Vancouver or BC area is, is, is a lot of influence there, right? Uh, one of my following questions, like how, how, your company and of course this passive house uh, movement has been impacted through the other provinces right and of course alberta is one of, of the ones that i want to touch base on right but mm -hmm. uh, how how do you feel like uh, this movement uh, is starting to impact the other provinces at this point yeah i'll just I'll first come back to bc and you know it's exciting that uh 10 years ago with the olympics and what that did because um, that brought Austria to, to Whistler and with the prefabricated house that they had. Um, and it's funny, every time I go to Whistler, I always got to pay homage and, and go do the, the pilgrim to, uh, to, to the passive house there. Um, because again, that's really where it started and the individuals that brought it there from, you know, Mateo, BC Passos, Guido and, um, uh, and, um, and Marcel, you know, there's some, a few people there that really were the core to getting it spread. And then, um, Sandra was involved uh, with Marcel and, and Guido to, to create courses and, and get a tradesperson course and get a, uh, designer's course really started. Um, that's where, you know, kind of the roots are. Uh, and then you have policymakers being involved in ensuring that it went and grew. Uh, we now have the SEP code, and so by 2032, we'll all be uh, in BC building to, you know, near passive house levels, uh, but still using the passive house principles to, to get to those marks. And now nationally, um, the code is looking at what BC's done, and, and of course, it goes from, you know, Vancouver to BC to the rest of the Canada that's going to be adopting these high-performance goals and measures. It's uh, It's pretty exciting. Oh, that's great. That's great. And that is something that um, uh, it grabbed my attention when I was uh, looking for more information about, uh, uh, again, this passive house movement, right? At some point, I was uh, doing a lot of, uh, I was uh, getting my accreditation in one level of um, lead. And some point is when I, I jump on the passive house principles, right? And the 
uh, when I was trying to kind of just uh, go through the, this first stage about one, 120A, I was like, okay, well, that's good, right? But uh, uh, everything in principles and theory always looks good, right? But for me, like being a little bit more technical in my profession, I was looking for, okay, well, so the principle, it makes sense. There is no doubt about it. But how can I perform that in the real world, right? And once that I know how performing that, like in a good way, what are the materials that I need to have in hand in order to kind of just perform it well, right? And is when I started to kind of just look at the, at the web, right? And trying to kind of, I need to kind of just find out how can I do this well, but it's going to be hard for me, like trying to kind of just find the proper detail. I can remember that, that portion of my life. And looking at your website, something that just struck me the most is that uh, you have uh, this um, tab that is called, I think, design testing tools. And I was amazed at uh, the level of detail that you have there. At some point, honestly, just don't get me wrong, but I was thinking, well, everything is going to be biased on the actual material, right? But I was starting to kind of just uh, download all these uh, different uh, tools, which was uh, two by frames, double st- double stud, masonry retrofit, wood retrofit, I joist. And when I went through it, the level of detail that I was putting there for free was just amazing. Because at some point I was thinking, well, yeah, of course, they're putting their, their brand or their materials there. But you, in order to kind of just uh, supply these uh, uh, air tightness or whatever, I was saying, okay, well, the cog there is the proper location. The membrane there is the proper location. So even though, of course, you are uh, providing your uh, materials there, everything is working together in the proper way in order to kind of just have the proper results. So that that's, that was the first approach that I had with your company. It was like, oh man, they, these guys know what they're doing, right? So can you kind of expand those ideas for me? Yeah, well, what's great is it comes back to the core of 475 where it comes back to this market transformation that we want the industry to do to get away from just building code. And code is really the worst thing you can build. Uh, and we know we can build better and it doesn't take a lot of effort to build better. Uh, and so in creating the market transformation is about education. And for us, well, to scale it was to give that information out freely. Uh, and yes, you know, it is biased that it does showcase our product, but at least it shows people how to make those connections. And when we look at the Pascal's principles and one being, you know, continuous air tightness, we need to figure out how do we get that you know, your cube, that building, you know, wrapped properly and how do we connect and, um, you know, just to dive into kind of those four main areas we really need to work on is, you know, foundation wall to wall, wall to window, window to roof, and then all of the electrical and plumbing penetrations. And typically, you know, in, in a regular building, you have, you know, 200 plus uh, potential air leaks in your home. Well, it's pretty quickly just to showcase, depending on the uh, um, envelope assembly you choose to build, how you can easily, you know, gr- you know, wrap that. And of course, you know, there's a variety of products out there in the marketplace, but it comes down to just how do you apply those products in the appropriate way 
with a bit of building science behind it to ensure you're putting them in the right section. And so at least what we're saying is here's our offering to uh, provide you with a solution that we have used and tried and tested um, and that can work for you. Uh, to help people get around it. And in the books, you know, they've been scaled up now where there's a lot of 3D drawings. And, and so for people, when you're trying to look at a detail, you know, the 3D application is really critical because um, it's a, it's an extra layer of, of detail that you just sometimes can't think about or can't see in a 2D drawing. Uh, and that's offered in those ebooks. Oh, that's great. Uh, and, and again, right? Like not only the detail, but the quality of those details are, are pretty good, right? So there is no area of doubt what needs to come with what, right? So everything is, is there. Uh, and again, right? Like, uh, whoever is listening to these audios, just I highly recommend you to can just go on and check it out by yourselves. So go to the website. Not, not hard to kind of just find it. 475. That's about it, right? So that's a, a good way to kind of just go and land there. How do you like it so far? Thank you for being with us. If you want to know about the following part, just keep in touch and follow us for the next part of this episode. And please don't forget to leave me a review on whichever platform that you're using to listen in this podcast either good or bad. Remember, Mexican can have thicker skin, you will hurt my feelings, that's for sure. And better yet, if it has some good criticism, so I can learn from it and improve it, that will be even greater. I understand this hasn't been perfect, but it can be better every time. I recognize your time is valuable, and would like you to enjoy this moment with me as well. Also, if you like what you get from this audio, I will recommend you to be the first to share this info with your friends, so maybe they can get something valuable from it as well. Thanks for listening, and let's meet again soon.